It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom, Takalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? It's Sean Rossap. This is Fightful Wrestling, and this is List in Your Boy for May 18th, 2022. I wish we had literally anything to talk about today. Yeah. We've got Jimmy Van here. This show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, please support those wonderful fellas over there. Also brought to you by Manscaped.com and the code Fightful. Jimmy, what do you got going on? Nothing, man. We're going to have to just talk about the, the cat heads that I have cut out on sticks over here. Yeah. Because there's nothing to discuss today, and my camera where'd just you, went out. Where'd so your camera go? Oh, you've never looked better, Jimmy. <laughs> that's amazing. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, uh, I should... I'll, I'll, I'll do the Fightful Select plug right now. Obviously, we have been on top of the – oh, there's Jimmy. We've been on top of the Sasha and Naomi news, breaking all kinds of news about it. We had uh, a lot of the initial reports Monday night talking to wrestlers that were close to it, wrestlers involved people close to them, staff, higher-ups, all that good stuff. Then we had a big follow-up on Tuesday. Now we have uh, sort of backstage reactions uh, from around the wrestling world. I want to reiterate, this is not a definite thing. You're not going to find me saying, hey, I don't have anybody that supports them or doesn't support them. It's going to be all over the map uh, because this is a polarizing situation. And it is also important to note that even though these are backstage reactions, it's an aggregate of the people that I was able to talk to. It is, it is a sample size. I wasn't able to talk to everybody there, but FightfulSelect.com. I've also got some news on a, quite honestly, what I consider a shocking TV deal. For Sending in Super Chats and Humper Chats. Go over to HumperChats.com. I promise it's not about rubbing your inner thigh. What it is, is you can leave chats before during the show they'll get read on the air or you can donate a super chat uh below if you're watching on youtube.com slash fightful this is the way to get your question or statement read on the air bryson says wreck spec on jokers today i'll say yeah i'll do some reckless speculation on it on list goes on it's just i haven't heard who it's gonna be i've heard a person who i believe it's not gonna be so um have you heard anything about a name that rhymes with uh Bawaro. Cesaro. No. Cesaro. Oh, no. Because <laughs> no, it, seem, it, seem, it seems like I heard that name a lot for the Joker. That name's come up a lot. I've, I've not heard anything. I've not okay. heard. And I've got Reg in my inbox saying, we know you know. I don't <laughs> know. Because here's the thing. If I knew, I'd report it. I don't. We, you still got these weirdos online, Jimmy, that are like, they never spoil the AEW surprises. And I'm like, what What are we talking about? CM Punk and Malachi Black and Jeff Hardy and Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. And like, we do it all the time. Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Swerve. Yeah. Buddy Matthews. Anytime <laughs> I've got these new, this news, I'll, I'll report it. Because I'll tell you what doesn't pay my mortgage, not reporting it. Shout out to our friends at New Legacy Inc. Assuming that's their shoot account. Oh, it is their shoot account. Wonderful guys over at New Legacy, Inc. Jimmy, what do you got going on? Um, well, I guess I'll do the quick Know Your News plug before we jump into Sasha and Naomi. So, uh, knowyournews.com, it's my uh, new project about stupid, funny news. I do a podcast on Tuesdays called Know Your News Tonight with different guests. This week, my guest was Kate Elizabeth. 
uh, aired uh, yesterday, the 17th. So you can check it out, knowyournews.com. And tomorrow, May 19, we have the latest edition of Get the Flick Out of Here, which is yeah. Kate and Alex when they review uh, TV shows uh, and or movies. And this week they're doing Senior Year, which is a comedy on Netflix. I've seen the trailer for it. Uh, based on what Alex has suggested, maybe I don't need to watch it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so check uh, check out Get the Flick Out of Here tomorrow, May 19, knowyournews.com. Uh, I'll also mention Fightful Magazine, the latest issue, the Q2 issue, hook on the cover. Taz got his copy. He's very proud of it. Oh, he's very so, proud of it. Yep. So check out uh, FightfulMag.com. You can get print or digital, the latest edition of Fightful Magazine, the, the uh, Q2 2022 issue. Let's jump into Sasha and, Naomi. So I was going to well, ask uh, you another little bit of a plug. Um, we're going to be running some old Fightful Magazine features on Fightful Select in the future. So another reason for you guys to subscribe to Fightful Select, the cheapest exclusive wrestling news service there is. But yeah, let's jump into it. Well, what is the latest that you're hearing on on things? Uh, and I know that you posted some stuff on Select about the talent reaction. What's the general feeling that you're hearing from the locker room? Are you hearing that generally people are in support? Generally, they think it was a bad decision. What are you hearing in terms of the general feeling? That they should not have left during the show, but being frustrated with creative is understandable. That's the consensus. It, again, that's not how everybody feels, yeah. but it's it's that they shouldn't have left during the show. One veteran, one very respected veteran said, even Austin didn't leave during the show. And right. they said, it's one thing to leave during the show if you're not scheduled for anything, but they were scheduled for something. However, you know there were those rumors that Sasha's hard to deal with, et cetera, et cetera. I talked to one staff member that was like, you know, I've not had good experiences with her, but why the hell would she stick around after 8 p.m. if she knew she wasn't going to wrestle? She ain't going to talk to Vince. So what's she hanging around for? Like, mm. what she, she going to catch a cab with Vince back to, to wherever he's staying? Doubt it. So she was, she knew that she wasn't going to be able to talk to him after that point. Mm -hmm. She knew she wasn't going to work that match. So there hmm. you go. Okay. Well, I got a bunch of thoughts on this and, and you know, some of this has been echoed by other people already. Uh, the, the first thing I guess is it is very reminiscent of Steve Austin's walkout. Very reminiscent. Yeah. Like when, when you look at it from the high level details, so much of it is similar. Uh, and back then, you know, he was frustrated with creative. He didn't want to do the unadvertised job to Brock. And Vince responded kind of in a similar way because with Austin, you got to remember the internet then wasn't what it is now. They weren't doing uh, online statements quickly like they like they can do now. I was, back, I was shocked when I got that statement. So shocked. quickly too. Yeah. I, I didn't even ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what they did 20 years ago was, you know, he had Ric Flair cut a promo on Raw talking about Austin failing to show up. He had The Rock cut a promo on Raw talking about Austin leaving. You remember back then they were doing the whole get the F out of here because they became WWE. So they had Rock do the whole get the F out of here thing. They did a confidential episode, which uh, Austin referred to as a smear campaign. In this case, it again feels like Vince McMahon anger slash spite. That's what it feels like to me. They had yes. Becky Lynch out there. She mentioned in a promo that they left. They had Corey Graves uh, mentioned it in commentary. I think he even uh, mentioned unprofessional, I believe, on commentary. Summarily 
and unprofessionally, to which I thought, who taught you summarily? <laughs> like, right. that was so fed. Like, come right. on. Yes, yes. And uh, and then, of course, they had the statement that they released, uh, uh, you know, after it all happened. It really reeks of man to me. Now, Denise Salcedo uh, said something on the Post Row podcast on Monday night, and I agree with it. And this is just my opinion. I'm, I'm not privy to the locker room stuff the way that you are. I think this has been brewing for a while. Uh, and, and Denise suggests that, and I think that was the case too. Again, going back to Austin, cause there's such similar situations. Austin had been frustrated for a while. He was very, very adamant about it. He did an interview on bite this at the time was very vocal about his creative frustration and it feels the same way. And Vince reacted the same way. I don't think it was a one-off. I think that this has been building for a while. And the feeling I think seems to be, this is Sasha, not Naomi. Like, does that, does, is, is that an accurate thing to say? It feels like, um, it feels like Sasha was the one that probably, you know, maybe had more frustration than Naomi or was more vocal about it and maybe led the charge. What are you hearing about all of that? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely seems like it stemmed more from Sasha and I don't want to speak for her or yep. Naomi because in time they will speak about this themselves Yep. Uh, yep. to whatever degree they feel comfortable. And that is what we have is, WWE side of the story and then a bunch of people's opinions on the story and what they've heard. We still don't specifically have Naomi and Sasha's side of the story. And I think it is important. I say before people have piled on, it's been two days. It's already happening. My friend it's, it's done, but yeah, it does seem like Sasha sort of led that. Although I don't want to speak in like definites or anything like that. That's not gospel by any sense. And I, you know, I see a lot of people say, well, it's unprofessional. You know what? Pack did it. Punk did it. Um, Randy Savage did it. Sergeant Slaughter did it. Raven did it. There, there's been a lot of people that have done this in the past. Mustafa Ali did it. And this is different than an actor taking a role. When you're an actor taking a role, you know how big your role is. Mm-hmm. When you're a wrestler, your destiny is largely in the hands of one guy. And if one guy sees that, and the creative associated with that, you might be the biggest star or you might be completely irrelevant. And for everybody that says, oh, well, this top star did this amount of merch. Well, they're the top star. They're promoted as such. They're in a better position to do that. Sasha Banks is in a position where she's on Kevin Hart shows. She's on Star Wars properties. Mm -hmm. She's on Hot Ones. That doesn't happen on accident. Being on Hot Ones got her the Mandalorian, I believe it was. Um, So she's obviously got some leverage in that regard. And you and I were talking off air, Jimmy. What have WWE done to indicate that they would like, if she just left and hit the bricks for Hollywood, they wouldn't come crawling back. The last time you can go and say, no part-timers were main eventing WrestleMania to some degree. And I'm talking Edge, I'm talking Brock, I'm talking somebody who was not a full-time active touring wrestler, was 2011. That's the last time they didn't rely on a part-timer to main event um, WrestleMania. So there, there's an awful lot to this, and she's got a lot of leverage. Naomi um, Naomi's just, Naomi could go work wherever the hell she wanted to, wherever the hell she wanted to right now. Yeah, I mean, the way that things went down, and and again, I keep going back to Austin because it was such, such a similar situation. He's been very public that he considers his walkout his biggest professional regret. 
And when he eventually returned, he apologized to everybody in the locker room and he wished that he had done a, di a different way. I We've talked on this podcast about how the wrestlers that have the clout should push back on shitty mm -hmm. creative. And we've talked about why didn't Roman, why wouldn't Roman Reigns push back on shitty creative? So I applaud them. And, and I, I don't want to discredit Naomi, but I feel like Sasha led the charge. So I'm going to kind of focus on Sasha. I applaud her for pushing back on shitty creative. However, I question the way that she went about it. I question at whenever it was 8 PM or whenever it was going to Johnny Ace, dropping off the belt with suitcase taken off. I, I do think that was unprofessional. I think there's a better way that they could have gone about doing it. I also question, much like with Austin, if we don't see Sasha again for a while. Sure. Um, because with Austin, it took Jim Ross being kind of like the, you know, presenting the olive branch months later because Vince is, is a stubborn guy, right? Yes, so he it, is. it took Only Jim Ross. more stubborn now than he was then. Oh, absolutely. 100% he's more stubborn now. He's, he's old. He's made a shit ton of money. He, and quite frankly, I don't know if he values anybody in that locker room, maybe with the exception of Roman Brock and a couple of others. So, you know, he's stubborn. I think that uh, unless Sasha wakes up one morning and decides, ah, oh, you know what? That was dumb. I'm going to, I'm going to call Vince. I can see her not being on TV for a while because uh, of the way that this went down. I do think the way she did, it was unprofessional. So and I, I, I can, I can sort of relate to two ends of this. If you and I had a disagreement, like right before this show, I'd still do the show. Like I'd still do our show and get through it. And then we'd talk about it after. If Denise and I had that type of argument and she's like, well, I'm not doing the show tonight. I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go in the air and bury Denise, who exactly. I had a long established relationship with uh, from a professional level and like put her over or, or like bury her for being unprofessional. I would never do that. I would say, well, Denise has the night off and then we would take it from there. I thought that based on what I heard, I'm glad, so glad they stood up for what they considered bad creative. And that's something a wrestler told me. They say a lot of people like to talk about the women's division and they like to talk about how bad the tag team division is yep. and how the women's tag team division is. And then somebody stands up for it and says, no, we want we want more attention on that. This thing that we are booked in. Why are we being used for fodder? Why does this division even exist if that's the case? I applaud them for doing that. Um, I think that WWE, quite frankly, could have just, they could have done literally anything else. They could have still had Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. in that match. And it could have been a four-way. There were ways to do that. Um, I agree. And I, and I question if, because obviously we're not privy to, to the discussions that they had with Vince. I question if, you know, if Sasha said, okay, look, just pull me from the match. And, and cause apparently they also wanted to do her and Ronda, right? A hell in a cell. And they wanted her. To I don't, I can and... confirm that. That, okay. that is unfounded rumor. Okay. Sasha and Naomi wanted to do a tag title program though, from what I understand. Right. Would you drop in Nikki, right? Yep. Okay. So, but, but, you know, I'd like to know, did Sasha present an alternative uh, or did she just say, well, I'm not doing it. And Vince said, yes, you are. And that was kind of the end of it. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know about yet. I was told that neither one would budge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's, I would love to know, like I mentioned, and I know this is something that it, it's going to be hard for you to, to, to know at this point. I'd love to know, did Naomi want to leave? Did she feel obligated to leave? Uh, I, was I, she I, I still don't know that. And let me tell yep. you, I am not going to upset Sa Sasha stands by reporting something incorrectly. Yep. yep. I ain't no, going that's down fair. that road. That's they fair. Well, the one thing I will say was um, Ariane Andrew, she did an interview 
just this yeah. this past day. And of course, she was part of the what was it? Uh, something dactyls, the, the dance, yeah. Funkadactyls, right? And her and Naomi were both dancers, and so they're obviously tight still to this day. And uh, Ariane Andrews said that she felt like that's not something Naomi would do on her own, and she suggested that Naomi was manipulated into doing it. I, th those, I think those are her cameras, I think she's got an angle on this though. I Maybe think she, she is. I mean, Naomi told me straight up. Naomi told me personally. Cameron has made it abundantly clear she wants another run, and she wants another run with Naomi. Right. I can tell you, Cameron wasn't exactly making it a secret. She was. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. At the Royal Rumble with her like purple or blue hair running around every all, <laughs> town all week. Like, I think there's a bit of an angle there. For sure, that, there could know. be, but I'm, I'm just saying that's what she said. And and then the other thing I'll say about Sasha straight up, and 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 yeah, Sasha fans aren't going to like this, uh, but I'm going to uh -oh. be honest. I, I could see her. I could see her and Vince both having an issue with each other. I could see Sasha being very difficult to deal with. And I and we know we've heard so many stories about how Vince is a pain in the ass to deal with sometimes. So I could see them those two clashing, and I could see them being like oil and water. You know, you look at some of the Sasha's interviews in the past. Back in 2018, she was 25 years old at the time, and she told Talksport that she was the greatest women's wrestler ever at the age of, at the age of 25. Last year, she was on Broken Skull Sessions, and she said she's at Vince McMahon's level. She said, I'm not eating pizza anymore. I'm eating steak and vegetables like him. I'm at Vince McMahon's level. With all due respect to Sasha Banks, that was just a ludicrous thing to say. I like, think it's I think it was in character. Well, it was, it may be, maybe, but it's, it's somewhat just silly. in character. It's just silly. Like, I mean, like do you think that every time that she tweets, thank you, Vince, it's like like it's partially in character. I I'm sure, but but character or not, it's just it's just ludicrous to say yeah. something like that. But that's what she said. So I could see her being difficult. I and mean, we know Vince is difficult. It almost reminds I, me I of could see I could see any creator, any artist being difficult because they have a vision for themselves. Sure. And and you know, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's it's necessarily, you know, abnormal, but it's just how it is. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of the ultimate warrior, a little bit. Where, you know, Warrior would come in and then they'd butt heads, then he'd leave. Then he'd come in, then they'd butt heads, then, then he'd leave. And after a while, Vince had Linda 
as the mediator. And when Warrior wanted to come in, he would deal with Linda. Well, maybe yeah. maybe Hunter's got to be the, the the mediator because I remember when when Sasha was brought up, she said that she didn't even know Vince when she was brought up because Hunter was the one she knew. And I remember she did an interview where she said the first time she ever saw Vince, she was intimidated because she didn't know him. Hunter was the one that she knew. So I don't know. I mean, it it is what it is. And uh, like I said, I I don't expect her back on Raw television or wwe television for a while under the circumstances but uh we'll see what they have to say when uh when they go public about it i guess guys get your super chats your humper chats in matt payne says going to nebraska's longest running promotion tonight in their omaha 17th year anniversary show so miss dynamite final guesses for the jokers how about you jimmy i'm saving mine for rec spec what are you what are you thinking for the jokers tonight cesaro for sure okay i think uh he's the one that gets all the all the attention he's yeah. the one he's the one big free agent that hasn't he, he's kind of kept his hand close to the vest i could also see it being miro actually because miro's been away and he's not injured right we'll in talk terms, about that on rec spec okay there you go now in terms of the women's side i'm trying to think who's been getting uh, a buzz as of late maybe athena i think that could be a good one um, she's available good, right great in ring great in ring yeah she's available yep uh, Adrian Wells wishes us a happy afternoon. I want to wish a good afternoon to our friend Jay Fowler, too. Uh, the great Fowler on Twitter. He's back in the hospital. Wanted to send him some love. Uh, a great dude. But, I uh, actually heard something about him. Did you? Uh, Rip Fowler. No, that's not him. Okay, that's, okay. What the hell? That, not, not, that's, that's a WWE trademark. Yes. He actually, he actually poked fun at it, and he's like, listen, you can't be trademarking R.I.P. Fowler. He's like, not not there yet. He keeps kicking okay. out. It wasn't a rib? Jay. What? No, it's a WWE trademark. I no. know it's a WWE trademark. Come on. They're not was... self-aware enough to not trademark Nazi names. You think they're self-aware enough to do that for a rib? Right. Ben Twinblade says, don't waste your time on people who don't respect you. Vince doesn't care about Sasha, so why should she give him an ounce of respect? I mean, I mean if you want to get paid, sure, but she doesn't need to rely on that. But also... Also, yeah, don't put yourself in a position where somebody that's paying you is not going to respect you either. So I, I I applaud her for that. Yeah, I agree. Torch Crawler says, it's just like burying your partner to your family and friends over a small fight. You get over it. Your family and friends remember. Exactly. If you go out there and put all your bullshit on Facebook, people are going to remember that. And then when they see you like kayaking with them the next weekend, you're going to go, what the hell are you doing? You said this person was toxic. Happens countless times. That Tom happens Brady. countless times to you, does it, when you go kayaking the next week? Well, I don't go kayaking, but I see it all the time. <laughs> like, these people are burying each other on social media. Then the anniversary post happens, and it's always this. They drive me crazy sometimes, but... Right. And right. I'm like, come on. That ain't... Don't be doing that. Tom Brady says, do you think they rush Bailey back now because of this? I don't think they rush anybody back from injury. I think they wait until they're completely healthy. WWE is actually very careful about that. Um, they, they don't want to do that. I don't think Bailey will be rushed back because of anything. Dante says, in our current political climate with how WWE has treated black talent in the past, I don't think it was a good look on Vince to bury two black women on live TV. I would agree. I would completely agree with that, uh, especially with Vince's history. But um, I think that was ill-advised. I would not have done that. I would have waited and seen that through. And listen, if, if maybe four or five days makes a difference. And if they didn't make their dates, I mean, he gave more benefit of the doubt to the Ultimate Warrior than he did these two. The the Ultimate Warrior who had a track record of this, 
Yeah, well. it was a different time though. It's not. It's not like he sure. could release a statement digitally as quickly as he could now. I. That's I, fair I, point. I, I still go back to thinking that Naomi's kind of the victim a bit, and and you don't. I I don't recall ever hearing a lot about her being a problem in the locker room either. And so yeah. I can't help but wonder if she's kind of sort of the victim where she's part of the statement because she's she left with Sasha, but uh, maybe she wasn't necessarily the catalyst. But again, considering some of the stuff Vince has helped out in the past, I'm not really willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But Mike Strauss in a Humper chat over at HumperChats.com. A reminder, you guys can get those in ahead of the show. Uh, he says, just want to show some love and say keep up the great work. Also, everyone get the latest Fightful magazine to read an article from yours truly. Lastly, fuck racists, Buffalo Strong. Indeed, fuck racists. Um, but yeah, Fightful Magazine. Check it out at FightfulMag.com. Got that sweet plug from Taz, which we greatly appreciate. Jeremy, uh, not the Jeremy, not the point god, says, any idea how WWE moves forward with the women's tag titles? Are they going to say they're vacated and hold a tournament or have Sasha and Naomi lose the title in their next match in 30 seconds? They could just not do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to have Sasha and Naomi just lose them because they're not, they're, there's no guarantee on when they'll be back. Yeah. Uh, so and a tournament between who? Yeah. They, you know what they do? They, they, this has always been the thing with the women's tag division. It's all singles competitors thrown together into teams. Yeah. So they'll do that. They'll just, they'll just put a bunch of girls together into teams. And I just think they'll ignore it. Maybe. I mean, it'd be for best for the division if they just kind of put it on the shelf for a while. Yeah. Raphael says, Sean is Bellator fighter of Valerie Lareda, close to signing with WWE. She's been training a lot and was at NXT last night. That's usually a good sign. If you don't know who Valerie Lareda is, look her up and you will see why WWE would want to sign her. Beyond that, uh, she is a pretty good MMA fighter. And what do we know about the, the common three or four names that are that are constantly referred to about they picked it up quickly? Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, Matt Riddle, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. What do they all have in common? They took back bumps their entire life. They did front rolls, side falls, back falls. They learned how to pin people, submit people. They knew how to do that stuff. I think that they will bring her in. I think Val, she's 23. They'll probably bring her in. Um, Rob Reed says, a lot of people are telling on themselves in Mick Foley's tweet. Uh, I have not seen Mick Foley's tweet. So if you ever send us anything specifically about a tweet, uh, provide a little more detail or even drop us a link. But I can imagine where Mick Foley stands on this, and I would imagine I could tell how people are telling on themselves uh, because of this as well. But yeah, um, you mentioned that you mentioned that Bellator fighter. How about Alistair Overeem? Well, that came out of nowhere. So I I, I'm wind. almost I'm almost waiting for that just to not happen. Like they just announced that they got sure. a replacement coming or something. Well, they got some money behind this, and I can tell you that because they offered to bring me over for the show, uh, but. That was, I I got wind that AOP was returning and I said, hell yeah. Oh, Mick Foley says, unfollow me if you're a white supremacist. Yes, by all means. I I don't want your business if you're a white supremacist. Get the hell off this stream. Don't subscribe to select. So he's suggesting that people are going to tell themselves by unfollowing Mick Foley, basically? Yeah, if they they get in the comments and they say, LMAO, unfollowed, then yeah, (laughs) they probably fucking are, Jimmy. Uh, But as far as Alistair Overeem, that was a shock to me. Like, I didn't expect that at all. I had heard that I knew Mojo would be involved. I knew AOP would be involved. And I I had heard that Lana would be Uh involved. Uh But Alistair Overeem, that's... Hey, good for him. Very interesting. And and, and I, I posted this on Twitter. If he has any kind of talent as a pro wrestler whatsoever, 
you know Brock's going to be calling Vince. WWE? I mean, look. Saudi, Kane, Saudi. Kane Velasquez had no talent as a pro wrestler, did one springboard arm drag and fooled the world. Had, had everybody thinking after AAA, wow, look at him. And he still got a little run. Yep. My God. Definitely, I, I could definitely see Brock getting his win back on that one. Sure. 100%. Terry Allen says, just to show you how many company Brown knows her stooges must be in that locker room. If he was there, a guy like Punk would have Sasha and Naomi's backs. Hey, Magnum TA, big fan. <laughs> All right, Magnum TA was an interview. Go ahead. Pardon me? I said, should we move on to another topic? Or No, no. I'm telling my Magnum TA story. You All know right, I'm not, not a morning guy. I woke up at 6 a.m. to interview Magnum TA, and he was wonderful. Once. I remember you told me about that. I he remember. was wonderful. The opposite of what you would expect out of somebody who had their career taken from them yep. so early. He was just wonderful. He raised Tessa, didn't he? I believe so. I think so too. Yeah. Very surprising. Leo says Leo or Leo Gallimora says Vince is not winning this. Sasha doesn't need WWE and Naomi's connected to Roman. Also fix your attitude reeks of angry black women. I don't know if fix your attitude is specifically what was said. I do not know if that's exactly what was said. So I, I think that's, that's why when I reported the producers on Fightful Select, I made sure to say, Hey, we don't know that these producers are the ones or even if there was a conflict, like we got, I still got to wait and hear more about that. Yeah. And as far as Naomi being connected to Roman, like that's not untrue, yeah. but at the same time, that connection has been there forever and she wasn't on television forever. Yes, exactly. So, she was telling me that she was surprised that the, that she was not necessarily optimistic about the Sonya thing. Cause she never had a story that went a, more than a couple exactly, of weeks. Exactly. Yeah. So I wouldn't necessarily look into that. Like, Oh, Naomi's suddenly going to be the world champion. Like, yeah. it, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything. Well guys, it's suddenly spring summer is upon us. I'll tell you what you don't want. You don't want a big nasty bush during summer. You don't want dirty, nasty balls during summer. Put those things down. Stop bringing my cats into this. Manscaped.com code Fightful. Man, I've had the honor of testing out their new boxers. They spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. And it's the softest fabric of any underwear I own. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin and your inner thigh. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. And let your bulge breathe and get 20% off with free shipping using the code FIGHTFUL at Manscaped. That's the code FIGHTFUL at Manscaped. Say you're on a date, your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear. It's guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. Thanks to their lawnmower 4.0. The best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. It offers skin-safe technology designed to trim hair on loose skin. Outside of ball trimming itself, they're focusing their efforts on helping out your thigh slappers in another way with those game-changing boxers. Those boxers include the jewel pouch designed to cradle those boys in their own special space, lined with per perforated performance fabric to keep them well-ventilated. You don't want a funky, sweaty sack. Why? Don't do it. You don't want to act like you've been through an Iron Man match. With your balls. You want to act like they've been sipping pina coladas, chilling on a hammock on some tropical beach. They got micro model fabric 
buttery, soft, breathable. 20% off plus free shipping with the code Fightful at Manscaped for any of their products. Head over to manscaped.com, use that code Fightful, get 20% off plus free shipping. I love when new people tune in and they're like, what the hell? Why does Jimmy have a head? Jimmy is oddly obsessed with my face. This thing now is like six years old. I know. Why Why don't you That's just send that time. to me now? Did I ever tell you what this thing cost? A lot. Way yeah, maybe too much the, when we were losing money. Maybe off the air, I'll tell you. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, it's good. All right, let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Okay. So, uh WWE is definitely all in on him, especially with Roman Reigns, you know, reducing his schedule. They even did a Cody countdown clock on Raw, which I thought was very interesting. And uh, I saw his interview on Broken Skull Sessions. Have you seen that yet? I've seen about half of it. I'm going to get through the re- the other half um, this week. Okay. So, uh, you know, he again was talking about leaving uh, AEW and he really tried to make or you know he, he indicated that like the the primary factor the biggest factor was that his dream is to be wwe champion and i don't you know doubt that that's true and that he does dream to be wwe champion i also don't believe that that's the only factor yeah. in his decision to leave aew there's other things but he said something that i thought was very interesting and something that i can relate to sean he talked about the evp job in AEW. yes and what he said was great job at 45 not so much at 35. Mm-hmm. I really understood that, you know, and, and you got to remember he's, he's still in his physical prime. He still wants to be a performer. It's hard to juggle both. And I could relate to some of the stuff that he talked about, uh, about being, being the, you know, part of management. He said that some of the people he knew in AEW then that he still talks to now, mm-hmm. they still treat him a little bit differently. Like they still yeah. talk to him like he's management. I have that same thing. People that so, used to work, What's that? So I got to tell you a story about that. Okay. I'm not going to say who, yep. but somebody very close to you. The first time I came to Toronto said, nobody talks to Jimmy the way that you do. Never stop. Yeah. You've actually told and me that before. It was, it was a, in a positive way though, because they told me Jimmy wants people to treat him like he's a normal guy. They don't want him to treat him like they need to fear him or they need to worry about him. That's not the environment he wants to cultivate. So I, I, that's what I thought of when I heard that quote from Cody too. You don't want people, like I have people on my own staff, like they'll tell me, Hey, I didn't ask you to be on the show because I figured I'm like, you can still ask me. It's yep. something I want to do. I, I can comply. I completely understood what he said there. And I remembered that, that quote. And that's, I thought of you immediately. Yeah, and like my wife has told me several times when she'd be like a company function, mm-hmm. my, my my wife would pull me aside and say, "Everybody's afraid of you," and I say to her, "What are you what are you what are you talking about? Like I I don't cultivate that kind of environment, but they do treat you differently." And I'll even tell you something funny, Sean. A week or two ago, Joel Pearl, I don't know if he's watching this. A week or Hope two not. ago, a week or two ago, we're setting up the Know Your News taping. Uh, I can't recall who I was doing it with. It might've been Will Washington and we're setting up the taping and I happened to mention to Will, I said, you know, so far, everybody that I've reached out to, to tape this podcast with me, no one has said no, even though it's a brand new channel, doesn't have a lot of subscribers yet. Nobody said no. Joel goes, that's because they're afraid of you. Uh, <laughs> that's what he said. And I was like, no, like, and I know he was joking. I know he was joking. Or at least I hope he was joking, 
but that's that's not the culture that I want to cultivate. And that's yeah. why that's why when Sean can be a little piece of shit sometimes, I just kind of let it go because I don't want to be an asshole. Are you, back are you saying I can be air. unprofessional? Well, I know that you're in character. When I've, you do I've it. never I've never been unprofessional. You've never me. been unprofessional? No. Uh, but I know typically you're in character when you do it kind of thing. Like in it's character. So I've <laughs> talked about character. this before. Yeah, I've talked about this before. Sean Ross Sapp that you see right now, the Sean Ross Sapp sitting there right now, you meet him in person, it's not the same guy. It's not. You're different when you meet you in person. This is I know. Kind of I'm, a, I'm much taller. I'm much, much taller. taller. Yeah. Much taller. Well, we yeah. got Joel Adams saying, heard any truth, <laughs> AEW wrestlers uh, issue with AEW and creative. I can't speak to Voices of Wrestling's report. Like, but I, I mean, I, yes, I know some people that are frustrated with creative. It's definitely not like an all of us were are upset thing the way that it was laid out to me. But I've heard, I mean, there's always going to be people that are not happy with creative. There are uh, people that are not quite happy with how they're being used or not, or the lack thereof. You know what I mean? But Sean, do you have any idea whatsoever about the contract status for Sasha and Naomi? Like any ballpark idea at all? I'm working on it. I'm working okay. on it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Because I think of Moxley, right? Yes. And, and and it's like, he was being treated like shit creatively, but he just wrote it out. He wrote it out. He knew what his end game was going to be, and he wrote it out. He did what Vince wanted, as stupid as he thought it was. And that, to me, was a smart thing to do because the door is open for Mox. You know what I mean? And yeah. but, but again, like, if Sasha's got five years left, easier said than done, you know? Sure. So. Uh, we've got... More Humper Chats, Super Chats coming in. Guys, make sure you all get those in. Uh, we still got about 20 minutes on the show. Leave those thumbs up, too. Leo says, Cameron said Naomi was manipulated by Sasha. Yeah. Indicated it, yeah. yeah. And again, I, I think there's a bit of an angle to that. But Possibly. Jimmy, what do you got? All right, so I want to address a couple of topics that we spoke about in previous weeks uh, and some of the viewer reaction uh, and I want to kind of comment on some of the viewer reaction because I like to clarify things sometimes. Sometimes people muddy the waters a bit, and I want to sure. clarify things. So last week we talked about AEW growing their fan base. And I talked about how, you know, they want to tap into that casual fan base, that lapsed fan base. They got to find, like, the right storyline, whatever. Um, I never said AEW isn't doing well. You know, so, sometimes people like to they like to take what you say. They like to stretch it out. I didn't say they're do, they're, they're not doing well. But they do want to grow. They don't want to just be flattened and just sustain what they have. They want to grow. Yeah. Somebody in the live chat, I always, after we tape the pod, I always will go back and watch and I read the live chat because I like to get the, the user feedback. Somebody in the live chat named JAF Gators, he posted this in the chat when we were talking about this topic. He said, does Disney think things like Boba Fett are going to bring in casual fans or do they make them to appeal to the loyal audience that pays money? So I wanted to address this for a few reasons. So the first thing is, this is not an apples-to-apples apples comparison, comparing Disney, Boba Fett, TNT, AEW. Disney owns the content. They own the content distribution, which is Disney+. Plus. It's a direct-to-consumer model on a pay subscriber base. TNT relies on ad dollars heavily. They rely on ad dollars. TNT does not own AEW. They pay them licensing. Very, very different situation. Uh, and when he says loyal audience, when he says to appeal to the loyal low audience that pays money, when I hear loyal, loyal audience, I hear existing subscriber. Because mm -hmm. if they're not an existing subscriber, then they're not, they're not yeah. loyal to the brand. You right? do need to retain them, though. 
you need to retain them. But if you think that Disney is spending a shit ton of money on productions like Boba Fett strictly to sustain what they have, that's just simply not correct. It's not. They, they're a public company and they have shareholders to adhere to. They have to grow. They don't want to just sustain. They have to grow. And if you think that they, they're cool just being where they are and they're totally cool with a flat subscriber count, look up the history yes. of Netflix. They need to show growth just like AEW wants to show growth because if AEW can show growth, then their future rights fees are going to be that much better. Sure. And if AEW shows growth, then TNT's ad revenue is going to be that much better. I, I, so, I can tell you that I was... I was very happy with us being profitable and then us making like some good money to make back what we had lost. Then the sponsors came and I was like, Oh my gosh, we could do so much better. There's, there's a lot of different elements that open up. The more successful you get, the more doors that not only do the doors open, Jimmy, the doors pop up. There was no door frame there. And like, I mean, a few years ago, the only sponsors we had were blue chew. They were very loyal to us. Now we've got sponsors hitting us up every week and they want to be a part of what we're doing because we're more successful than we were then. And that is something that you want to do to me. It's more about appealing to them necessarily uh, that, that bring in your money. You got to show that, that at least the loyal audience that you have is willing to invest in you emotionally and, and listen to, to what you have to say. And they, they trust you and all that. I feel like AEW has developed a trust with their audience. Although, objectively waning a little bit like for example we have uh, a super chat right here chris says why no matches announced for forbidden door is new japan being difficult like roh they rarely gave big names especially for longer pay-per-view bouts well i think there's none announced because they got double or nothing coming up and dominion coming up you've got those ahead i don't think they're being difficult rocky romero and tony Khan are very close but mm -hmm. this is very much a show that appeals to their loyal base jimmy but when their loyal base is selling out one of the biggest arenas in the country, well, that's that's awfully good, right? Sure, they are, and they are doing good. Like I never said they weren't, but they're not just going to be satisfied with that. Like they, mm -hmm. and and I guarantee, if you interview Tony Khan and said, "Okay, what you're doing now, you're doing that for five years, you happy with that?" He's going to say no. Yeah. You want to you want to grow. You want your your viewer base to be bigger, not just because it's more revenue, but because you can get bigger rights. There's just yeah. a lot more that you can do, and so of course they want to grow. Just like Disney Plus and Netflix and Hulu and Apple Plus, they all want to grow too. They don't want to just be flat in terms of their subscriber base, and so that is the goal. That's what yeah. they want to do. In terms, I, I want to ask you a question. I know this is probably a hard thing to answer. What are the rules right now if you're in Japan coming into the U.S. with respect to COVID? I, I, you know what? I'm about to find that out. But okay. I've got a friend who just headed over there and they didn't have to do any like extended like isolation or anything. They were supposed to for a little bit, but they didn't um, they didn't have to do anything extended. OK, because if it's still five days, like say five days from a positive, then I hope New Japan sends the guys over you know, like a week early or something, because wouldn't that suck if they come in yeah. like a day or two before and then they test positive on the way in? Yeah. You know, I agree. I agree. We got T Smitty saying the thing that boggled my mind about Sasha and Naomi is there are plenty of other women in the back that could have used or run Becky versus Oscar. I agree too. There's a whole lot of people not being used right now. I don't think that they needed to use the two women's tag team champions as fodder. I agree for, for anything. Like, I think that that's unnecessary. And if so, why they got the titles. 
I agree. And it, it feels like it's more of the same. Yeah. Like it feels like Vince just always does that. And, and, you know, you think back to the eighties, you know, did, uh, I don't know, Jim, the anvil Nightheart uh, lose to Hulk Hogan in a title match. I don't, I don't think that ever really ever happened. It was, yeah. it was just kind of different. And I agree. Like they, they should, they've never treated the women's tag team titles. Well, since the start, every single team, unless, you know, you can correct me, every single team was two singles competitors thrust together into a tag team. Yeah. Like, and and then what do they do? They, they team for a while, they win the titles and they split and have a feud every single time. That's what they do. Christian Perez says, I think you guys missed my super chat. I'll go back and find it if it's up there. But a shock says, assuming casual fans will hate Forbidden Door is a BS narrative. I don't disagree with that. There might be some people that sit down and watch wrestling for the first time and they see that and they go, oh, holy shit. And who said that? I never said that. Mm. Mm. See, because again, this is why I bring this stuff up because people form their own conclusions. I never said yeah. that. Oh, here's one. Uh, Christian says, do you think Cody will do the Saudi shows? If he does, I'll probably lose my respect for him. I would imagine he will do the Saudi shows, especially with what they're paying him. Yeah, I think um, like has has he ever spoke out against it? I don't believe so. Like maybe he's made a reference or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, I don't think so. No, um, I I gotta tell you, Sean. I've never. I've spoken about this before. As a performer, I've never been a Cody Rhodes fan. Like like as mm -hmm. as a wrestler, as a talent, I really respect his run so far. In fact, and I'm not, and I'm not talking from a creative perspective. I'm talking him handling his, his business. Um, yeah, I really respect it. There's been a lot of social media video about how he is at live events, and I think he's handled himself very, very well. And, and this so far, is, they've done right by him. They've done right by him, but he's also, I think, I think he's handling himself really well. And I actually really like the Homelander pseudo heel guy, mm -hmm. and and I was hoping to see. The Homelander pseudo heel guy. Sure. So far, Babyface Cody is is I think doing well. There's again yeah, been too. so many so many videos of like a kid. Hey, it's my birthday, and I just want to meet Cody. And he spots it, and goes over and gives him his belt and stuff. Like I think he's actually uh, handling himself really well so far. Uh, so <laughs> we've got we've got a, sort of an answer to that. Cody did work Saudi Arabia in 2014. So did he? Yes, they went to Riyadh. And um, they did a few shows over there and it was like he worked a series of matches with his brother against the Usos. And then he did a four way with Ziggler, Kingston and Ambrose. Interesting. Interesting. Payday is going to be a little bit better this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The other thing I want to talk about is the name Braun Breaker. Because it's something that we've talked about on this podcast. Uh, I, it's Let me address something. Sure. You address I posted something. that interview with him. And yep. I had everybody said, he didn't vibe with the interviewer. He didn't like that guy. He walked over and said, hey, I want to make sure I do one with you. I've interviewed him three times. Denise said she wasn't going to run hers because it was so awkward. Guys, the guy just ain't great at media yet. That's just the reality. Yeah, and I didn't get that vibe when I saw your interview with him. I didn't get that vibe if like you, he had an issue. If you watch the first one we did, the second one we couldn't air, there were tech errors. But um, he walked up. He goes, hey, Sean, wanted to make sure I did one with you because everybody wasn't getting everybody that day. Yep. And um, it, it, he's just not like that that media savvy right now. And again, to the point where Denise is like, 
I don't think I can air it. And she said that on our raw review and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, there, there have been some people that I did interviews with and I didn't feel like I could run them because they just, it wasn't a good vibe either. Then you found out that uh, if you hit a certain goal on Fightful Select and if you put it up, it was going to yes. get over and completely shock you. Yes. And I, 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 that's something I wanted to address too, because, you know, Virgil's got a lot of health problems. Yeah. This was not a me making fun of Virgil thing when we ran that. Yep. That was me saying his managers were very clearly in his ear and it made yep. him very awkward because I, if you watched it, I would ask a question. He wouldn't say anything. Then I would start and he would answer because he was waiting for the answers in his ear. Right. It wasn't a, he's not there on a cognitive level thing. It was a man. The managers made this very awkward type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to the Braun Breaker name. So I've, I've said many times, I think they need to change it. I think it's going to hinder sure. him on the main roster. I think it's not going to help him. Uh, somebody on Twitter uh, named great friend of the show, Joel McIntyre. He sent me this tweet. He said, Braun Breaker's name is no worse than The Rock or CM Punk, and they did pretty well for themselves. I'd be fine with the change, but if not, I'm not going to be upset. Now, I will say I don't disagree about the CM Punk name. The, you know, the, the, the CM Punk name, not exactly the, the ideal name for marketing purposes, but Phil Brooks had more than enough charisma and more than enough quick wit to overcome it and be able to explain the origins of it and, and you know, be able to roll with it. To me, The Rock and Braun Breaker, it's not, there's no comparison at all to me because The Rock was Rocky Maivia. The Rock was the nickname of Rocky Maivia. And then he just kind of rolled with the nickname. And The Rock sounds cool. So it, it, yeah. it just kind of worked. I can't help but think that if you get Bronson Rex Steiner and you put him on, on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and he's out there as Braun Breaker, and Jimmy Kimmel with the quick wit is making little tongue-in-cheek remarks and stuff like that. I'm not convinced Bronson Rex Steiner can roll with the punches. Rex Steiner is so easy. I get they wanted to change it to where they could own it, but yes. like, mm, yeah, I, I, Listen. I just, I don't like it, and I think it's going to hinder him. And I definitely think I agree with what you're saying. He's not media savvy <laughs> yet, and hopefully he'll get there. But if you're going to push this guy to the moon, he's I just, it's a hindrance. I can't see him being able to handle any kind of, like I said, tongue in cheek, snicker, joke, it's, anything from the mainstream. Oh, well, I can tell you that he thought I was serious when I said that his dad in 1989 would get beaten up by Malcolm Bivens. Right. There's what, my point. Like, see what I mean? Yes. I mean, you don't want to give someone a name so bad that they don't feel comfortable with their identity. But listen, I've got a solution for him, Jimmy. NordVPN.com slash Fightful can remain anonymous online. If you got those little Twitter fingers, you don't want me tracking you down. You don't want me tracking you down. Me and my buddy, Braun Breaker, who are great friends that vibe well together and have great interviews, will come to your house. We're going to grab the tea bags out of your cabinet. We're going to make a nice cup of tea, sit there, wait for you to come home, and we're going to say, listen, we got to have a talk. And then we will have a wonderful conversation with you about your behavior. But listen, you won't have to worry about that if you use NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. Get up to 70% off an additional month free. Jimmy, why do you keep shilling other products while you're on there? Like the reason I do this is because I'm doing ad copy. I'm doing ad read. And I'm like, oh, gee, you know what? Jimmy might want the thing that he started to be successful. You know what this and is? And what you do is you put up another belt, 
instead of like, I don't know, waving, putting your thumbs up, literally anything. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I can change my virtual location with just one click with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Can subscribe to uh, services overseas that are much cheaper than what you got here. They have a different selection of products as well. Like maybe you missed the WWE Network. You can get that via NordVPN.com slash Fightful plus that threat protection. Block online trackers, block hackers, block annoying pop-up ads and malware and all that, all that stuff. With NordVPN.com slash Fightful, I use this every single day. There's so many geo restrictions online. You can get around that as well. How about this? If you're booking those flights, those prices are up. You don't want those to go up even higher because you've been shopping around lately. And sometimes with those cookies, that'll happen. But, but you can avoid that with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's a good time, guys. 30-day money-back guarantee as well. <sighs> All kinds of great services that you can get with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Gotcha, Jimmy! So you answered the question Work, yourself. Working with them through the end of the year. Let me tell you how happy I am about that. I love NordVPN. Yeah, and I don't think I'm off base by saying that my core business, Nord, is a client. And I didn't know it. <laughs> I don't think I'm off base saying that. I didn't yeah. know it. And and one of my divisions that does digital marketing, I hit him up because I had said to Sean, hey, let me have the guy's contact. And then I hit up my division and I because they do other VPN stuff. And I said, hey, do you guys want to run Nord? Because uh, they're a FIFA sponsored. They're like, uh, Nord's been a client for the last seven months. And they're great. Yeah. They're wonderful. I love it. Guys, get in those super chats. Get in those Humper Chats. A reminder, over at FightfulSelect.com, we will be doing a RecSpec podcast. But we got a bunch of Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. I'll tell you why I like that. Not only do we get to keep uh, more of it, but you can ask those questions before we go in the air. Joker says, my Super Chat was missed as well. Listen, guys, I adore every one of you who send your Super Chats and Humper Chats, but... If you don't tell me what they are, it makes it significantly harder for me to find. I'll go find it. But Joel Wood says, Joel McIntyre is this guy. Thanks for the shout out, Jimmy, I think. Um, no, I'm not knocking did, you at all. I was just I was did, just basically responding. Did you bury his name? When I think no. of Joel McIntyre, I think of Joel Pearl in a kilt is what I think. That's not a bad one. Not bad one. Yeah. Joel kind of looks like he could be like Scottish potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Joker says, seems like Cesaro, Mia, and Athena's agent doesn't have the best relations with AEW. Anything to that? He's got a high asking price. That much I'll tell you. There are a lot of indie companies that I've spoken to that said that all three of them were sort of, I don't want to say priced out, but it wasn't easy to do business with them as it was the last time they were on the indies. Uh, I would imagine that most pro wrestling executives don't have wonderful relationships with agents because, and if you hear Bruce Pritchard talk, he'll be like, well, it doesn't matter. The, the, the offer's the offer, and they're just taking their 10%. That's bullshit. That is not true at all. Barry um, Bloom, they, right, was the first big one. And uh, and uh, I know still Jesse, at it. Still yeah, Jesse Ventura used to always put him over, and I think uh, Mick Foley, I think, had him as well, I think. Yeah. But, uh, we got Van Twinblade saying, you can only grow so much. It's, at some point, you have to be happy with sustained numbers. Netflix got greedy and threatened people to share passwords during a pandemic. <laughs> And a war then went shocked Pikachu when the numbers dropped. 
Well, the, the, I think also we're coming out of a pandemic. So those numbers are probably going to, I think those Netflix numbers peaked during the pandemic. Yeah, because there were there are other were factors that played into that, but but no, being happy with sustained numbers when you're a public company is just not going to happen. It's just not. Like Alex you cannot. D. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm just going to say you, when you're a public company, you can't just have a flat quarter and have everybody uh, yeah. go. Congratulations! You, it's not gonna you have to appease those people. Yes, hundred percent. You you have to have consistent growth. That's why they've invested in you. They're not there. Otherwise, they'd sell their shares. That's right. it. Nerd Guru says would be really cool if the Joker's tonight were the Garganos. Which, if that is the case, they should both go over. I'm done with Brett, TBH, give me new blood. Candice would be great. Johnny can beat Joe via lethal or via lethal distraction, but Johnny remaining face. I still think Johnny would be a good breath of fresh air for Trent, Chuck, and Orange Cassidy. I think he would be great for them. It's a main event name to throw in there as well. Joel says, my weekly inquiry about the status of Johnny and Bray returning to WWE. Um, Johnny's open to it. But I can tell you there are stuff in his plans over the next few months that indicate he probably won't be going back to WWE. If he would, it'd be a big surprise to me because uh, I'm supposed to do some stuff. But uh, Bray, I think Bray's, I think it's possible. I think anything's possible. We'll see after um, this Matt Hardy podcast that John Alba, the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, where he gives a lot of background on how Vince treated Bray Wyatt. Uh, there's going to be some... Some headlines emerging from that. So check out the Extreme Life with uh, Matt Hardy and John Alba this week. That's going to be a banger of an episode. Limitless Club says, I've heard AEW talent are no longer permitted to work GCW except Mox because of the behavior of GCW regulars. Any truth to this? I'll find out. I don't know about this, um, but I will find out. Mox can do pretty well what he wants. Uh, people keep saying, I'm on the AEW payroll and I work GCW. So, hey, maybe not. I guess we'll see. When he says the behavior of the regulars, I what what have you heard of in terms of that? Uh, I mean, there there's a little bit of wildness there for sure. Uh, with uh, Nick, nothing basically. I can nothing I can verify. Yeah, I don't yeah, exactly yeah. go out and party with these people. I mean, I, I don't hear I, much about I, I, I don't did hear did much once, about but... Effie and Alley Cat. I don't really hear anything about them. Really? <sighs> see what yeah. I can find out. Okay, okay. Alex says, "What do you think happens if W happens to WWE if something happens to Vince? Is it possible Stephanie would take over?" Or would the McMahon family sell to Disney? Obviously, you want good health for everyone. But I was just wondering this the end of the day or the other day. I think Nick Khan would be in control. I think he's got the vision. I think that Triple H and Stephanie would be involved in in some degree. Obviously, yep. yeah, we've talked about this. I I think they've had an exit plan in place for a while. Yeah, and uh, and and the thing is, it's not like events passes all of a sudden you're selling to Disney. It doesn't really work like sure. that. I, I think they've had it in place for a while. I think that's why Stephanie's been part of the quarterly calls for a while when she never was before. And, uh, and why Vince is not. Yep. He does the thing at the beginning and that's it. Yep. I think I think the plan is uh, Nick Khan and Stephanie on the corporate end. And at least prior to his cardiac event, because maybe that changes things now. Prior to the cardiac event, I think Hunter was going to be the guy on the creative end. Yeah. And Steph and Nick Khan on the, on the corporate end. Who knows now what they do with that. Terrence says Sasha's first five reigns were 114 days total. Uh, from 2019 to May 20, she lost all her singles matches in that six-month span. She's a team player, not like Warrior, who is about himself. I mean, yeah, I, I would not argue at all that <laughs> she is much easier to deal with than the Ultimate Warrior and a better person objectively and uh, a better wrestler objectively. Um, yes. I yeah, would, I, I, was just, much, I was just referring to button heads with Vince. Like sure, just the I would oil, much oil rather deal with, with Sasha uh, than... than than warrior. I had a good experience with the warrior. 
I told you about oh, that. God, you did. S13. He was okay, he was okay to me. Well, we're about to be okay over on Fightful Select for a reckless speculation podcast, but wrapping up, S13 says, as Moxley signed a new deal with AEW, buddy, listen, I appreciate the super chat, the humper chat. You better believe the moment I get word on that, I will report it. I will report it if I if I can find out. But uh, Tony P says, just got off work, showing some love. Haven't heard news on the two Jokers tonight, but I'd, it'd be neat to have Josh Alexander facing Joe. Impact's past versus present. You know, it's hard to say at any given time who's working with who. So I think anything's possible, but I'd be surprised. But we're, we're heading over to FightfulSelect.com for reckless speculation. We are back here tonight with your post-AEW show. Leave some humper chats, my friends. And I want Jimmy- to say quickly, uh, YouTube.com slash KnowYourNews. I want to get to 1,000 subscribers so we can monetize. So sure. please subscribe so I can monetize. We're a little over watch hours, there. too. There you go. Guys, uh, let me make sure there are no more Super Chats. We're good to go. Thank you all so much. Reminder, we are on podcast platforms everywhere. I encourage you guys to follow us on Spotify, but we are on all your audio platforms, and we've been getting some great audio sponsors. Those numbers truly help us out. Uh, Big thank you to all of you who did subscribe. We're going to run a bunch of giveaways over the next coming weeks for gift cards and all that good stuff for subscribers of that end of things. Until now, oh, hold on, hold on. And so Grace says, you missed my super chat about SAG and wrestlers. Well, I can tell you that right now that isn't a thing. Freddie Prince wants it to be. He wants it to be. Yeah. I had somebody asking me if it would be for WOW. Um, I was told by a person in WOW that it wasn't, that they're not a part of that right now. Also, it was wonderful meeting in so Gray at Impact uh, Under Siege. Bought us a couple of waters. I appreciate that. In this economy... <laughs> at a venue, fifteen dollars. It was expensive. It was life water too. It was good pH balanced water. <laughs> and so gray. Uh, somebody says I'm Audi five thousand. The joke is that you're Audi five thousand. Get it? Like the car. Anyway, thank you. And so gray. Uh, I don't think it'll be a thing with SAG for a long time. I think there were, if if anything, a players association within a certain company may form, which is much different. But guys, thank you all so much. Leave a thumbs up. Until next time, we are out. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.